Greetings and salutations. Greetings and salutations, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Voices That Cook. I am your host, William Nunn, who is a voice actor who also likes to cook. And on this show, I talk to voice actors that like to cook just as much, if not more so, than myself. And today, I've got a very special guest on. You have probably heard him in such amazing content, such as... Please tell me if I'm pronouncing this incorrectly. Is it the legend of uh, he? He, hi? <laughs> hey. Like, hey, hey. Sorry. Sorry about that. Legend of Hey, and a game that I have not started yet, but it is on my PS4, and that is Genshin Impact. Everyone, welcome to my very good friend and master voice actor and just kind person in general, Mr. Jun Yoon, how are you today, my good, my good friend? Master voice actor, come on. That's <laughs> Will. You get out of here. Hi. <laughs> good to see you. And thanks for having me. It's good. Of it's course. awesome. I'm 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 thrilled to have you on here. And I was I, I remember when I was thinking about playing the show together, I was hoping to have you on uh with all of the great recipes that you've shared. Um I, I honestly can't think of anyone I know that likes spam more than you do. Um, <laughs> and every time I see it, it's like, I've got to try one of those recipes. I've just got to. Um, but I also just, I've really enjoyed the content you've put out and all the kind things that you've done with the voice acting community on Twitter that I've seen. And it's just, it's always nice to be able to interact with you and, if none of you have done so with June in the past, I highly recommend doing so, and I will be talking to him today, which will make this a very fun episode. But before I do, I've got a couple of things I wanted to let you guys know. Some stuff finally happened very recently that I've been talking about on the show quite a bit. I'm going to start off with, uh, I finally made my first ever pizza, and I uh, I braved through it. It was actually not as Difficult as I imagined it would be outside of the slap and fold method because the dough wasn't doing what I figured it would do in the case of the videos I had watched. But it still came together nicely. It was really thick and really flavorful and delicious. Um, I can definitely tell you that uh, Roman pizzas are wonderfully delicious and probably a bit less difficult than maybe some other pizzas that so if you want to just give yourself a try on one. It's probably the most manageable. And I will put a video in the description below from Joshua Weissman, who I saw the recipe from. He does a lot of great recipes. And I really want to share that video in particular because it made me feel like, oh, this could actually be manageable and I could get it done rather quickly. Uh, and by quickly, I mean within two days because <laughs> there's other recipes for Roman pizzas that are like, this will take three days or four days. I don't want to wait that long for a pizza, but I understand why they do it. Um, so if you want a bit of a faster way to do it, that's, that's the one I'd recommend. And then the other thing I went on a bit of a dune tangent on the last episode, which I'm sure all of you know that I'm really, really love dune. And I got to see it in IMAX uh, a week ago as of this recording, and it was the single best movie-going experience I've ever ha had in a theater, and I have seen it four more times since then, including literally not even like an hour and a half before June and I started uh, recording here, Randy and I actually got to watch Dune together on HBO Max and had a great time, so just know that your Dune nerd host over here was very pleased with the film, and I hope you guys watch it whenever you can. 
So this is probably going to be put out long after it's expired from HBO Max. So get the Blu-ray or see it in theaters if it's still out there and look forward to it because part two got greenlit. We're getting the full story. I'm so excited. So just I, I wanted to make sure you guys were aware of that. I fucking love Denis Villeneuve. So I'm just I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Now, now I can get back to talking to you, June. So. <laughs> I'm going to start off with uh, what got you started in voice acting, good sir. Uh, well, it's uh, it's 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 uh, it's a partly a that cliche story of uh, uh, oh, you've got a you've got a good voice for like a radio or something. You should be on the radio. I've I've heard that um mm-hmm. pretty much all my life ever since I'm ever since my voice matured into what it is now. Um and this happened maybe late teenage or early college. Um so I I've I've been I've been hearing that this whole time. Uh but the thing that really uh kicked me into gear in 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 coming into voiceover uh, was in really in 2016 when I lost my job as a teacher, um, and with with uh, with I don't know with no uh, prospects with no uh, there was heavy amount of of uh, uh, pain and <laughs> and down down feelings and things of that nature. Um, I decided that that I'm gonna go for my happiness. I've always wanted to be an actor ever since uh, my my high school years, and. Uh, this was my chance, so I bravely told my wife, "I'm gonna try voiceover," and she graciously, without hesitation, um, fully decided to support me. And uh, I couldn't be here without her, without mm-hmm. that decision, and without my family's support behind me uh, in my venture. I'm really happy for you, man, and especially with what you've you've done in the past five years. It is really inspiring to. To not only see how far you've come, but I literally – I can't think of any other guest I've had on the show where I actually have a Blu-ray that you're in. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just to just – I, I guess really what I would also like to ask was um, since you decided like, okay, I want to get started doing this, do you remember what your first gig was that got your feet wet? Wow. Uh, my very first gig uh, was this e-learning um, project in Korean uh, with my <laughs> with my Shure MV88 uh, in the corner of my garage. Um, and, and I still have that recording and, and I listened back to it and it's ludicrous. <laughs> my goodness. Um, but it was accepted, and I'm sure the, the audio engineer had to do a lot of a lot of work on it. Uh, unfortunately for that person, um, but yeah, my first, my very first project was an e-learning one in Korean. Very nice. Um, I think my first one that was, hmm, I know what my first one was before I even decided to be a voice actor, and that was me uh, playing. Jim Gordon in a half-finished Batman short film. That huh. was uh, a, that was a class project, and I still got an A for it. But I was like, uh, we didn't even finish it because schedules didn't work out. 
But <laughs> I, I go I go back and hear that performance and I'm just like, wow, William, you've you've come a long way in those nine <laughs> years since then. <laughs> yeah, same here. Same here. It is it is something. And I didn't I didn't really start to take it more seriously till last year. And I'm amazed I've come I've come this far. I didn't think I'd have two podcasts under my belt. One of which is about to wrap up its first season. <laughs> nice. nice. So I'm congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Um, for those of you that have been that may have checked out uh, One Shot DMT Character Podcast, by the time you're through, time you're listening to this episode, that show will have wrapped up. All the episodes will have been online, and that's been that's been amazing to see that come to fruition. Oh man, just even thinking about it, like I'm not, I am, I am not looking forward to the emotions I'm going to have when the final episode is edited and fully done, and it's like going hmm. up to anchor. I know there's a season two coming, but I'm going to be waiting for that. I'm going to be waiting till probably January to start even thinking about recording that season. But <laughs> that is, uh, it, 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 it's funny to think about reflection, where you have. You almost start to forget exactly where some of your first steps were because you feel like you've been on this road for a while. And then you start to get some clear images and go, wow, I was doing that at that point. And now I'm doing this. And I mean, I never thought I'd make my own pizza. I didn't think that would happen. <laughs> Even while on this show, I didn't think it was possible. I didn't think I'd do a good job with it. And I've there is a part of my brain that's so like, you got it right by accident. And it's... It was delicious. I wish you could have had it with me, my friend. I wish you could have because it was good. And oh man, I think it's important to look back to you know, and uh, the the whole uh, the whole uh, old saying of uh, we can't we can't know where we're headed if we don't know where we came from. Um, I, I I stick closely to that sentiment. Um, I. I, I place heavy amount of uh, of value and 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 credit to a degree uh, to history, to experience, um, lessons I've learned, uh, people I've gained and lost, and and lessons I've I, I've said that already. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, meals I've had. There we go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> meals um, are good. Yeah, the past is most definitely a a super important element of of who we are. I think this is true. Um... There are there are elements of the past that are definitely um, stranger to remember than others. Uh, especially thinking like, "Wow, I was that person back then," or "I was into that back then," or "I thought hmm. that way about something back then." And now seeing that um, how I've changed since then, it feels like I have improved a lot as a person. I there's definitely times where I wish I could go back in time and tell high school me to embrace your nerdy qualities, the things that you are truly passionate about that you don't want to just hide from people. And that's been very freeing to be able to, you know, even just share my love of Dune. Even if someone's listening, they go, I don't care. Go back to talking about stuff with June. I, I love it. I, I want to tell people. And um, being able to share that is, uh, it's a great feeling. And it's one that I, I hope everyone embraces. And when did 
when did you start to feel like that was you were starting to get to that point of really loving what you were doing as a voice actor where you feel like I would just love to tell everyone what I'm doing right now? NDAs no, I, notwithstanding. Like I, I, I immediately fell fell in love with it. Um, and it, I think it's I think it'd be, I'll be honest in saying, uh, I, I had already been in love with it even before I came in here. Um, like I, I discovered my love of characterization and on on stage back then in mm-hmm. in high school in 1996, and I was I was pretty concretely uh, dedicated and committed to the idea of having uh, acting in my life in some way uh, there and forever thereafter. And uh, I've lived true to my my honesty, to my truth and my happiness. And uh, I haven't looked back. I mean, certainly I've, I've uh, done work as a, t- as a teacher, as a director, as a producer, as an actor, as choreographer. <laughs> that was a wild time. That's amazing. Um, and but but I've always existed inside uh, or underneath the umbrella of acting. Um, I, I know it in my heart. Will it, this is my happiness? So even when um, tragedy st- struck in 2016, um, I knew that that acting in some way wasn't something I wasn't I was ready to give up. You know, and um, like I. I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna abandon my family to yeah. run away to New York to be an actor. And that's in the, 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 it's real life. We gotta you know we gotta put we gotta do uh, to do real life like we do real life. And all things considered, voice acting was most definitely uh, logistical, largely logistical. Uh, at the same time, something that I've been curious about for quite some time um, as an actor. As as someone who has heard all his life, oh, you have a voice. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I mean, you know, what better time than now to start exploring that option? And here we are. What was the role that you got that you thought to yourself as a voice actor? I can't believe I got that. Oh wow. Uh, I mean, I I, I talk about. Uh, my role as Cheyun in Brawlhalla quite a bit uh, for this reason. It's it re- it truly is one of my uh, pride and joy, the best, the the most amazing, um, the proud. I guess is, is the real, really the right term here. Um, it, right at the cusp, in the beginning edges of the proper representation movement in media in terms of actors and characters and projects, um, uh, they they were gracious enough to cast me in that role uh, where I, a Korean uh, voice actor, would get to voice a Korean character in a AAA realm like that. And for them to request um, a mixture of English and Korean in those lines for Jaeyun, um, it's that that session, the aftermath, everything that happened afterwards was most definitely a surreal moment for I for sure. Um, at the time, it's like, well, I booked this thing; it was awesome, it was so much fun. <laughs> uh, but then time goes by and it sinks in, you know. And as it as it processes in my in my spleen, um, I've come to understand uh, the dire significance and and the 
gravity of that role, of that opportunity. And uh, every day, every time I think about Jayun and Brawlhalla, I'm, I'm filled with gratitude in that way, most definitely. I'm going to have to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to play it just to just to just to have you win some more victories for me. Um, <laughs> um I if there's one thing I can definitely say that I have really appreciated more ever since becoming a voice actor and taking it more seriously is uh really understanding how important representation is. I knew I knew it was important before but I didn't realize how important. And it's really been great to see it get better as time has gone on. And I, I hope you get to do a lot more incredible roles in things that um, are, are are fitting to not only just what they want to represent, but also just because you you are so good at what you do. And I mean, for for any of you out there who need to learn awesome things, I mean, June is really... He's really good at improv. He's really good at um, bringing an emotion home, especially with the dramatic scenes. With um, I feel so stupid that I, I'm saying it wrong, but the legend of Hey is that it? Yeah, <laughs> good, good, got it, got it, got it. Um, which I really, I really do love that performance. Um, I, I, I've, I've really, it, it, you can really feel that natural warmth um, with with those aspects of yourself and. I, I have it ta- it's taken me a while to really understand that there are natural aspects that we can bring to a role that are unique that other people may not be able to do that I I feel like what I could do as far as a warm aspect or approach it would not be the same as what you would do and that's how I know some characters are just meant for June over here than they would be for anyone else and um I, I it, it's it, it takes a bit to really feel like okay I think I actually understand how that kind of works um, because there's always that tendency of like I want to do a different voice for something rather than my own voice and then I go from my more natural approach uh, with my natural range and people have responded to that better than others and, and I've done sessions where I've directed people where rather than have this character go for a more cartoony voice I'm like dude just play it straight. And it was even funnier that he played it straight. Um, so I, I it, it's been amazing learning and growing from it. Um, so if any of you need to uh, need need some inspiration, I definitely recommend following June for all the great posts you've done involving. Um, all, all, is, it, they I, I like to view them almost like your own tsunami sections. <laughs> where Steve, Steve Bloom's character is, you know, saying all these inspirational things and things to make people feel better about themselves. And you've got like that very chill music in the background while you're doing that. I'm actually quite curious to what made you want to go, you know what, I'm going to start making making these. And uh, what, 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 what kind of started that? Because that's one of my favorite things about what you've done on social media. <laughs> Um, goodness, I, I, I really didn't get serious. There's, there's a story attached to this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't really get serious about Twitter until, I don't know, uh, the, the first quarter of 2020. I think right as, right as we started to, to go into, into uh, the pandemic, 
just slightly before it, I think, um, was when I really started to get more serious about Twitter. Um, but by then, I I had uh, I had been with various coaches and mentors and and had learned more about myself and about this whole venture as a voice actor. And one thing that I knew that I needed to do uh, was to create content to to make content uh, aimed at the social media platforms, uh, so that so that um, I can achieve my happiness. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I do these quotes and talks videos that, that which you're referring to. Yes. Um, and quotes and talks it used to be called something else. I used to call it like Monday through Friday talks or something like that. I, I forgot. Um, but I have always been uh, it, intrinsically, authentically in here. I've always been um, super interested and like loved quotes for some odd reason. Um, every every single quote that's out there is trying to explain the very complex and highly nuanced uh, uh, this thing called a human condition into as little words, few words as possible. <laughs> I think that's pretty fascinating and how different people can interpret these things in different ways. And I've always found that to be super interesting. And I would often do this with students and friends and colleagues where we'll take a quote and I'll just unpack it for fun, you know, try to uh, squeeze it and mold it and make it relatable in some way to be beneficial. And it's something that I've always done. I, I like doing it intrinsically. Um, and I thought, you know what? I think this will be an interesting content. Um, if it fails spectacularly, Great. If it doesn't, if it takes off, great. It doesn't really matter what happens. Um, but every every one of those quotes and talks that I've filmed, from the very first one to the 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 most recent one, um, is out of my own happiness and intention and interpretation, just as I have done all these years. And uh, I'm, I certainly there are folks who look at that video and scroll right past it. Um, but there have been folks, fortunately, I guess, I'm helping, I guess, in some way, who have found uh, solace or guidance or, or mentorship or at least at least relatability at the, at the most basic level um, with that content that I produced uh, every day without fail at 3.30 p.m. every single day. It's arguably, arguably a little bit more difficult now because I'm just busier and life has happened and things of that nature. But I still do it uh, as much as I can anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I've simply moved the idea of, of me unpacking quotes into more of a lecture series and, and guest interviews on C6 Impact. And those, those clips are, are created, created for me thanks to my brilliant video editor, Alex Lee. Um, from from my streams and and I'm trying to trying to streamline my process as much as I can. I'm playing video games and talking about these things anyway in the same place. Might as well hire 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 a colleague, pay the guy to to do the work and put the videos together so I can have an easier time uh putting these things out um without so much constraint on time. Uh, when I'm able to somehow find a video editor who can automate and streamline the processes of me recording a quotes and talks and exporting it out and publishing it, <laughs> you know, automatically in some way, I'll be a happy man. <laughs> that's that's the dream right there. I I wish I could do that for 
for that sort of stuff. I don't I don't mind editing my own content right now. Um but um with with what you do on there, you're primarily uh are you primarily playing Genshin Impact while you're doing that? Or are you playing yeah, other games? Yeah, primarily too? so. I I love I love the game. Just in here, really genuinely, I love playing the game. Uh, very much invested in it. I'm not a I'm not a whale by any means, but uh, I love my characters, Amber, and all the rest of the whole thing, and the voice actors, colleagues who are in it, who are brilliant. Every single one of them. Um, I'm also playing through a game called Doki Doki Literature Club. Uh, I had no I had no clue. No idea, <laughs> but um, last week, uh, exactly uh, last week Wednesday, uh, the first thing happened. Like if you if you're listening to to this and you know what Doki Doki Literature Club is, uh, the very first thing happened, and that's the one where I gently opened the door. Like if you know, you know, you know what I mean. If you don't, then uh, look. Don't look it up. It's pretty, pretty. Uh, uh, ooh, it's it was harsh. <laughs> uh, it was it was impactful in the most disturbing and hor- horrific way. Ooh. Um, but but I gently opened the door and and I was very shocked and and disturbed for a couple of days. It was a uh, it, it was quite a ride, and um, I'm I'm going to be doing that. Going back to it uh, tomorrow, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I like punishment. Um, you like apparently. punishment. <laughs> that that's that was me with Bloodborne. I was very much willing to just let myself get punished um, until I won. Because at least at least the bosses up until the DLC felt very fair. Like you 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 screw up and die because it was your fault. But once I won, I was like, yes, I earned it. And then there were two bosses in the DLC. I just I I remember thinking to myself, okay, William, you've been trying to defeat these guys for hours. Do you want to have happy, more happiness in your life? Then just go and defeat the main boss in the main part of the game and just finish it already. And I'm glad I did. Because <laughs> um, there's, two, there's two different kinds of pain that I deal with with video games. There's the pain of just the game being really tough and it could just be... Either it's tough for a reason or it's tough because it's bad game design. Or mm. it can be like The Last of Us where I want to go through that pain. I want to go through that emotional experience because I care about the characters and the situation and I know what's coming. And it's also just a good reminder of how great some performances in video games are. Um, mm. So I, I, I definitely enjoy experiencing those emotional highs and lows that those people go through and um it 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 almost feels like you got a connection there when you have a controller in your hand dealing with what's going on and um i i i keep thinking to myself if i were to want to do anything at some point it would be uh play a best friend npc in a video game that would be something i'd really love to do if I had to think of like dream role right now, that would be reasonable. That's that's been on my mind for a while. Um, whether I survive the game or not depends, but um, that's that's something I'd like to do one day. So I'm, I'll, I'll manifest that in the in that in that aspect there. Um, and I got one other question before we start getting into uh, food related things. If there's one thing I know that you are an absolute fan of, it's puns. <laughs> do you have any favorites 
Uh, I have many, uh, too many to list. In fact, um, and and it's always a constant. Whenever that question is asked, it's always a, a constant battle of which pun, which dad joke is the <laughs> the one that stays. Um, <laughs> uh gosh. Um, uh, 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 what was that? What was that called? Uh, it was. It was. Some, it went something like. Um. Uh, what did what did what did what did the state of Tennessee? What what did what did Tennessee? Uh, what what did Tennessee? Uh, it was something like Arkansas. It was a pun about seeing and see and saw. <laughs> oh, I forget. <laughs> it's <was> terrible. <laughs> you are referencing the states that my parents are from. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's funny. Um. I remember doing one of the uh, improv classes with you, and the the one pun that I did that I was pretty proud of it was like the uh, such and such walk into a bar and they want to have these beers and they say we don't serve your kind here and then they make a pun in response and I think it was like skeletons like these skeletons walk into a bar and the bartender says we don't serve your kind here and the skeletons look at him and say well this place is dead anyway. <laughs> right there we go <laughs> that's pretty when, when you have to come up with something off the top of your head like that i was very very pleased with that and then just seeing everyone else like uh bailey and everyone else just crushing it i was it was starting to feel a little intimidating like oh gosh i i, I need <laughs> i need more dad jokes in my life <laughs> <laughs> everyone does everyone yes. does Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And another thing that we all could use is a really delicious amount of food, which now brings me to my next question for you, my friend. What made you, uh, what got you started in cooking? Uh, this one kind of goes back. Um, it was more of a necessity than anything else, really. Um, in, in Korea, at least, um, my father uh, was rarely home um, working and all these, all these things. And my mother as well, working and stuff. I, I was that was that kid. I had a key to my house. Mm -hmm. I came home and did my homework and made my food and da, da da da. So the necessity of cooking and feeding myself sustenance was there from the beginning. Um, and and it didn't change when I came to the states. Uh, thankfully, uh, the the employment situation for my parents have have uh, shifted significantly for the better, for worse in some degrees. Um, but mom was home to make dinner every night, which was great. So I didn't cook as much while uh, in America. But from from a, if 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 I, I I like to think that because I came from a place of necessity, of knowing how to make food for myself, so I don't starve or I don't eat pizza every day. Um, to to taking what I've learned and what I know. And and putting it forward in a in a not a hobby per se, but in a creative exploration and mm -hmm. and to enjoy the process of cooking, um, I think that's when I really uh, understood the joy of cooking um, when it no longer was a a necessary sustenance method, but something I could enjoy, like badminton or video games or whatever. Um, I think I think I really started to explore what other flavors are possible, what combinations 
if I put if I put in this soil, what does it do? Well, the exploration, the the curiosity stuff that that people go through, um, all of that really started when um, things had settled down financially and family wise. <laughs> gotcha. Um, do you remember the first meal you made where you where you were very proud of yourself? Yeah, I in fact the very very first meal that I made by myself was the uh, the, the rice egg. Egg rice, rice egg. I don't know. There's no, I'm sure there's a right term for it. Um, but it used to be a staple for 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 when I was young, and I couldn't stand the idea of spending so much time in the kitchen to make food and miss out on the cartoon that was on TV. <laughs> so uh, quickly, quickly make food and get over there and eat uh, kind of a meal. And the rice egg is so simple. It's just rice, raw egg, a splash of uh, splash of sesame oil and splash of soy sauce and you just mix it all together and there you go. Uh, protein and carbs and a little bit of saltiness and uh, a little bit of a little bit of smoothness and that flavory like that that sesame oil flavor um it's still today uh, one of the go-to favorites for me nice chili was the first meal i made where i felt pretty proud of myself and nice. I've, me- I've mentioned on the show before that I was scared to make it, and I was scared while making it because it did start out looking like chili when I had finally mixed everything together. But once I let it heat for a while, then I opened up the lid, and there it was. It was the chili I hoped for, and it was really good. And I may make some next week. I may, I may mm. do that, especially after having some. Uh, chili from a local place for dinner while I was watching Dune. It was, it it wasn't spicy, so I can't use the spice the spice puns for Dune on that one. But it was very flavorful <laughs> and had a lot of good beans and such in it. But um, there's a very close friend of mine who makes the best chili I've ever had, and I tried to replicate her recipe at one point, and I couldn't find jalapenos. So I just decided, yeah, I'll just make it without jalapenos. And I ate it and I thought it was delicious, but that was the one missing ingredient that made me go, okay, this is definitely a lot better with jalapenos. This needs <laughs> jalapenos. So I have to make that next time. Um, so hopefully Walmart will have some because where I am, the best we've got is a Walmart Supercenter and another grocery store that may or may not have things that Walmart doesn't have. Perks of a small town, which, yeah, I got to deal with that. But hmm. luckily, I can still make pizzas and pastas and chicken parmesan um, and, of course, uh, minestrone soup, which has been – it's nice to be back in soup season. To If there's one thing I like about the cold weather, it is soup season. That is mm, uh, something I really, really love. Um, do you have any favorite soups? Uh, hands down, hands down, it's halongtang. Um, it's a beef tailbone soup, where the the sections of the tailbone and other other bones, I I'd imagine, um, are are steeped and stewed and boiled for hours upon hours, and the the boiling process gets to the marrow. And and it bleaches out the bones and then extract extracts all the all the umami the every, all the flavor and the color out of it, and it turns into this like milky white, cloudy liquid, 
in which you throw in, you know, so a small slab of meat, lots of veggies, uh, green onions, and season it with sea salt. And truly, truly, one of the most um, home, like this is home and reminder meals ever <laughs> really <laughs> it's amazing how how it warms you up from the inside both your body and your soul that's wonderful that sounds really wonderful <laughs> i got to i got to visit texas not about a month ago um i got to stay over at kelsey mayer's place and we had a really great time trying out all sorts of different foods uh, while i was there and what really stood out to me, and I wanted to ask you if you had ever made this yourself, and if not, all, all good. But um, what the if there was one meal that I would like to go back and have every single time I visit Texas, and I am honestly considering moving over there, um, I would love to have um, some Korean hot wings. They were some of the best wings i've ever had in my life and then i wanted to know if you've ever made your own wings uh no i i mean yes yes um but not in a not in a korean uh fried way mm -hmm. um i think i think that's canola oil or some 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 places use sunflower i think um but korean chicken is most definitely uh done without batter for sure uh and double fried for that extra crunchiness um and something about is it, is it the oil? Is it the technique? I don't remember. But something about uh, the Korean chicken, the KFC, Korean fried chicken, uh, something about the KFC way that that uh, it, it must be. The, in, I'm guessing it's the same uh, sense as searing a steak where mm. you solidify the outside layer to keep the juices in kind of a concept, I guess. Um, I, just like you, I love Korean chicken. Especially with beer, it's amazing. Of course, Ooh, why didn't I do um, that? You know, chimak is a is a huge thing, um, for a good reason. And the Korean fried chicken is is of not not notoriety um, in Korea as well as here around here. Um, if you really want to try some really good KFC, you gotta come to LA. You gotta come to LA. Number. Number two reason to come visit uh, L.A. is for, for that. <laughs> Number one being to visit my friends like yourself. Um, but I also I also got to try out um, the uh, Korean uh, corn dogs while I was there, too. Oh, yeah. And I had uh, sugar and fried potatoes on the outside of mine and got to dip it in honey mustard. Very delicious. The corn dog thing is a is a pretty recent, recent, relatively speaking, a recent phenomenon. Really, but the culture, but the culture of of uh, street foods in in the in the Korean culinary culture uh, is nothing new. Um, that has been around for so so many years and centuries. In fact, I believe um, even even in the the mid eighties, when I was just a just a, a lad, you know, a late late eighties, early nineties, even. Um, I clearly remember um, street vendors selling foods and these ajumas in little tents and little make makeshift hut on the side of the road kind of a thing, making targona, popki, uh, the, the, the stuff that you see in, in squid, squid Game where they have to take out the shapes. That That's real. That's most definitely real. Uh, something I've personally gone through and have cheated on many of them, of course. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, the street the street food culture vendor is vendor culture is is this huge thing, and um, something that a lot of folks will do if you especially if you're Korean, uh, visiting back Korea after after some some time of absence. Uh, is to get off of the airport uh, airplane and get out of the airport and head make your way to the nearest um, street stall where you'll literally sit on your on your luggage and enjoy uh, uh, street food. <laughs> it's, nice. it's really good. I have only seen the first episode of Squid Game, and I want to continue. Um, ah, it's amazing. I I know that a bit a bit later in the show like maybe by episode four it's gonna start getting to the point of where there's a lot of crazy cliffhangers that'll make me want to just binge rather than just you know sporadically <laughs> space it out so i'm kind of waiting for i need to figure out which day next week i'm not going to go see dune and imax and that will be the day i can spend getting myself a bit more caught up on the show because i really do want to finish it the first episode was so good it was very very visceral um but i really care about the what happens with the protagonist in it and i really hope that it goes well and i also just love the music choices mm -hmm. and at one point i was telling a friend of mine who i was watching it with um i told her that why am i getting clockwork orange vibes right now hmm. oh no Oh no, that that they're going to play that game? No. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Don't tell me if they if they if they go on red. Oh god. Uh, so <laughs> you you feel that intensity with how there's the build up and everything else going on and I just I want to know what's 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 going on and uh, ho hopefully I can let you guys know how I feel about the show in the next episode, but whew, just even thinking <laughs> about what happens later on that episode is in it's intense. It's very intense. I'm trying to think of the next thing to say because that show is just even just on one episode. <laughs> it's a it's an adrenaline rush by 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 the by the the last section there let me think of happier things to talk about um i think my f one of my favorite recipes i ever saw you share it was one of your breakfast ones i don't know if it had like a an egg that was kind of mixed in with bacon and such and spam i'm not sure i'm trying to think of what it was but you have shared wonderful breakfast uh recipes in the past and i was I guess I could just ask, do you have a favorite breakfast meal for yourself? When it comes to breakfast, I'm I'm pretty simple. Um during the weekdays is just black coffee. Um no frills, no nothing about it, just vat of black coffee gets me through <laughs> the morning into the into the early afternoon. Um but on weekends, um, when the kids are here in the morning, my wife is here and we're hanging out, um, that's when I really feel like making something. Like the kids are eating leisurely. My wife is eating. I'm sitting there drinking my coffee. And I really want to like dig in with them, you know, uh, to an extent. So uh, cooking during the weekend has been uh, the joyous, uh, momentous occasions that are that are joyful in that way. Uh, rather recently, um, and and it, it gives me a really good excuse to just try new things because I'm gonna be here eating it. So, um, 
I'm not exactly sure which one you're referring to either, uh, but uh, uh, the exploration into into breakfast foods is is, is a recent phenomenon. Um, just coffee, sometimes cereal. There's some honey nut Cheerios, um, maybe a, maybe some egg and bacon here and there every now and then. But on some weekends, I get the hunkering to try something new. So when I do, I film it and make a little video and share it. <laughs> I have thought about doing that myself with some of my my recipes. I usually share photos, but with videos, I um. I I I I've had I've had experiences where I've tried filming stuff in the past and I would like drop my phone while I'm recording cuz I have to use like one hand to do one thing and my phone is doing another <laughs> thing and I remember at one point um cuz I wanted to get a really good view of what was going on in the skillet and I had to move it and I almost dropped my phone in the skillet and I was just oh no I was like, no, no. If you're going to film food being made, you're going to do it either at a safe distance or you're going to have a crew <laughs> and you're going to have like a bird's eye view sort of shot with everything going on or have it at a good angle, which my kitchen that I'm that I have right now at home is just it's not very suitable for filming in all honesty. Um, but if I were to do taste tests, there is um there are some doors I like to put – or door knobs, I should say, on um, where I can get cups out and such. I can just put my phone on two of them so I can get like a very good angle on my face as I eat something. And hmm. that's that's been fun to do in the past. Um, but it, it, it's it, it, I have to think to myself, Twitter is going to only allow for like two minutes and 20 seconds of that to continue before you need another clip or something. So – I have to always keep that in mind or at least keep it at the bare essentials of just, hey, I'm here to eat this and here it is. And um, sometimes my reactions I feel like are probably funny and some are reactions that I probably wouldn't want my parents to hear. Hmm. Um, in fact, when I first took a bite out of my Roman pizza, I thought my first reaction was going to be, holy shit, this is really good. Um, but instead it was just mm. – Mm-hmm. It was it was more of that response, which when you have those guttural caveman responses, you know you've got something good. Mm-hmm. You have something really, really good. And speaking of something that's really, really good, I have one more question for you. What is your all-time favorite recipe? Um Wow. Gosh, the all-time favorite recipe would have to be the fried kimchi rice, the fried kimchi rice um, with either bacon or, or spam, some kind of a meat thing in there. Um, like it's such a, a multi-flavored uh, textures and, and the spice and it really it really brings me back to uh to my school day school year days in Korea where after school friends and I would go to to various like side street vendor things and and eat and then go play you know um and they used to sell kimchi bokkeumbap uh kimchi fried rice with various toppings on top um 
It squares me. It squarely brings me back uh, to those days, and I think that's the reason why I keep making it. <laughs> um, but it tastes really good, and and it's it's flavorful. It's spicy. I always make too much on purpose, of course, um, <laughs> so I can have leftovers the next day. Um, it's uh, that's definitely. I, I don't have a favorite per se, but that's definitely one of the favorites. Uh, it almost sounds like to me that's the one that makes you the most happy. One of many, indeed, indeed. And speaking of happiness, it's been a really fun time having you on Voices That Cook, June. I'm so glad you got to be on here. And I'm sure all of you uh, have enjoyed hearing him. And if you want to hear more of him, where can they follow you on the social medias, my friend? Yeah, um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm at Voice Moto. Voice like the human voice and moto like M-O-T-O, motorcycle moto. Um, it's a different meaning in Japanese, <laughs> by the way, which is kind of a lengthy story as well. But I'm voice moto everywhere, uh, namely on Twitter, where I'm most active. Uh, you'll find me on LinkedIn under, under June Yoon, voice moto on TikTok. Um, I have an Instagram account, but I don't, I don't really use it anymore. And I have a Facebook account that I never go to. So <laughs> Twitter is the best place to, to reach out to me as well as TikTok or LinkedIn. Um, my website, voicemodel.com, contains all the information about me. Uh, voicemodel.com slash character is a character-centric website for character work, if you're interested in me and checking that out. It is a really neat website. I'm I wanted to look at it before we, we had started, which I, I usually do um, with most of my guests just to, you know, uh, kind of have an idea of like what all the stuff you've done. And it's like, this is awesome, man. So I'm I'm uh, I'm, I'm very happy that you got to be here and thank you so much for your time. And it's always fun talking to you. Thank you for having me. This is a lot of fun. Agreed. Um, and for any of you who want to uh, keep up with me, you're welcome to follow me on Instagram at The Voice That Cooks and on Twitter at Voice That Cooks. And you'll definitely be getting a lot of information from me involving, you know, food that I've made, upcoming episodes, and of course, uh, me just wanting to spread the good word about Dune. So. All of you, feel free to follow along. And if you are listening to this on a podcast app that allows you to review the show, please leave us a review and let us know what you think of this episode. And I really think that's going to do it. So thank you all for listening. And um, if any of these recipes have inspired you to make you want to make your own, please let us know if you decide to give them a whirl and let us see what they look like. We, I feel like we'd be happy to see it. Um, and that's it. So... Thank you for listening to Voices That Cook, and have a wonderful rest of your day.